This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fans. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to The Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK. With me is my buddy, The Glitch. Yeah, what's up, everybody? And we're joined by a special guest. Who could it be? It's the best guest. Who could it be now? That's copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) It is Deadite. Hi, guys. I'm super excited to be here again. It's great to have you on here, Deadite. It's always a pleasure. And today we're talking about uh, a game that you said that we pretty much could not do without you. It would be inexcusable. Now, I was recently on an episode for a game which made amends to me being left out to its previous games within the series. I don't know which order these are going to be released, so I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> you guys made amends to me by having me on the third installment for that series. But this one, I don't imagine there's going to be more installments, so you guys did right by having me on here today. Uh, you know, I mean, we could technically talk about a whole lot of the series, because there's a bunch of them, but eh. I don't like the way your attitude is right now, and that might set the course for the way this episode's going to go. I I do really enjoy this game. This is NFL Blitz, uh, which was released on the Nintendo 64 on September 9th, 1998. This arcade-style sports game has you playing American football uh, in a very simplified kind of fashion. Yeah, there's a lot that's different than... Normal NFL football. By different, you mean better. <laughs> oh, I know. No, we never said it wasn't better because okay. it is better. That that is absolutely true. Um. So, uh, well, first let's let's talk about our first experiences with this game. So, uh, I had a PlayStation mm-hmm. growing up. I didn't have the N sixty four, but I did have the PlayStation version of this game. Yeah. So uh, I love this game. Like this is probably the best football game I've ever played. Oh man, it's it's tough because like Tecmo Bowl, Super Tecmo Bowl, like those games are really solid, but NFL Blitz is a phenomenal football game. And this is coming from someone who detests sports games. I'm not a big sports game guy. I'm not a big sports guy for that matter. Although I weirdly know some 90s trivia for yeah. like, you know, sports, but that's about it. Uh but yeah, no, I uh uh this is, game is a ton of fun. Uh now I never owned this game, but my uh buddy would borrow it and rent it a lot uh from like the video store and stuff and so like when i played uh like i watched him play i played it a bit and then i've also played this in the arcades 
uh, like the arcade version that came before the console version, which was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, did I, you had uh, you owned a copy of this game, didn't you? Well, I rented a lot when I was a kid for you know the first like year or so that was came out, and then I, I eventually got a copy mm-hmm. from you know like a GameStop Funko Land, like whatever it would have been yeah. at the time. And uh, I own a version of Blitz across multiple game systems like i'm a, I'm a big blitz fan uh-huh. and i could play it on hours on end until my eyes bleed so <laughs> it started it started at family video and it went from there nice nice i uh yeah it's uh let's talk a little bit about the gameplay because it isn't you know exactly like a madden game necessarily it seems you know uh, i'm not, not at all no, yeah. not at all <laughs> well the game was made by midway yeah and if you know you're not cued into the fact that midway was the greatest developer the the second greatest developer of the 1990s. It went Rare and then Midway. Oh, I don't, I'd say, that's a bold statement. Yeah, that's really tough. But you to know say. what? Midway. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of saying it. Didn't Midway also do an uh, NBA Jam? That's my. That, that was the point I was getting. The road I was going down. They they were very successful with creating arcade style, easily accessible, over the top, fun to play basketball game with the mm-hmm. NBA Jam series, and this was their take on football. And they did a great job. Like, cause this is. It reminds me of like the NBA Jam of football. It's 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 a little over the top and it's you know a little bit you know sort of like simplified, but it's great. It's a ton of fun and and I would argue that like adding too much to you know sports games can kind of bog it down. You know sometimes if I'm playing a sports game uh, or even sports like if I've played like I've played basketball against people in the past and like. I foul a lot, and people are like, "Yeah, but look, you can't do that, Craig. That's a foul." And it's like it just bogs everything so you down. You can't punch him in the face. What are you talking about? That's this, stupid. These are street rules. <laughs> if you want a referee, go play the rec center like a nerd. Okay, <laughs> out here on the court, this is how we play it. No cop. Oh, you you getting punched in the face? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so. I agree with you. A lot of modern sports games, or what you would consider a sports sim. Mm-hmm. Is too much with the football when you're doing line shifts and all that. Like I'm, I'm dumb. I don't know enough about football <laughs> to understand what all of that means. I want to pick a route and then I want to throw the ball there. That's yep. what you do in this game. Oh yeah. So in this game, they have two minute quarters, um, mm-hmm. and instead of the typical, uh, you know, ten yards you go to get a first down, it's thirty yards. Yeah. Which makes the game extremely more challenging. But a lot of the plays are big plays. Yeah, they are you, really big plays. Yeah, it's true. You're, you're not you're not doing pitches and runs and 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 that sort of thing. It, almost every play in the game is a passing route. So that thir- that thirty yards gets cut down really fast. You have a couple completions and you're there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how making those completions is a whole other story, because everyone's you know breaking the rules all the time because there are no <laughs> rules. Yeah. They're playing on the st- streets. Uh a couple things that are different than normal football is instead of 11 people on each side, there's only seven. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the game can't render that many people on the, you know, it just gets too crowded, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest one that's different mm-hmm. is there's no pass interference. There's no pass interference. There's no offsides. You can just run. If you're if you're on the defensive side of the ball, you can just get up to that line, hold turbo, and run until the quarter until the, the center snaps the ball to the quarterback, and then boom, you're right across that line. <laughs> you're in your best friend's face, just sacking them. And they're like, no. You have no time to get the ball off if someone's uh wants to play it that way. Um there's no out of bounds. You can't run out of bounds. Uh, uh, you can jump out of bounds. You can jump out of bounds. You're yeah. correct about that. Uh also 
Uh, you can. There's no like uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, you can do the late hits, right? Yeah, you can just. You can literally Hulk Hogan <laughs> leg drop someone when they're on the ground. So that was actually something I was gonna bring up. Like one of the reasons I, I assumed you liked this game was it has that wrestling element to it. So it's it's like I mean the XFL wasn't out at this time. Well, it it, it is what I thought the XFL was gonna be, and then I found that it was just regular football. Lame. Yeah, I was I was disappointed, but yeah, it's it definitely plays into my personal sensibilities of what I find entertaining, and that's wrestling over the top. You know, like and this <laughs> this game is that. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's awesome. I I really love the the game and like there's tons of plays you can choose and uh so like you know the the way it works is you know Deadite was saying that like you know there's a ton of pass plays and stuff but essentially every time it's your turn to uh you know either uh you know like throw the ball or or crush the quarterback into a puddle uh you get to choose and you start, and it almost becomes a guessing game because you have to think like okay what do they think i'm going to pick you know if you're playing against uh another person and if it's a computer it's a little harder to you know gauge that i think but uh yeah you choose a play and if the and they sort of have like a what would you say like almost like a rocks or paper kind of thing going on where it's like some play you know it's like oh you're gonna be in a decent enough spot and then others it's like oh no this is the worst decision you made it's not quite as much rock paper scissors as a tech mobile would be which that is the essential formula mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. works but you know based on the defensive scheme that you you pick yeah out of the i don't know 16, 18 plays that there are to pick on a page or whatever. Picking the wrong one could set you up for someone to run up 90 yards on you. Like That Um, that isn't a traditional aspect of the game. Like You can't blitz when you know they're going to pass. Yeah. Right. So things like that. I gotcha. I I did want to talk about, so there, I mean, obviously this came out in the arcade first. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things to mention is in the arcade, it was only two player Mm -hmm. in the original arcade. When the first NFL Blitz came out, I know in the N64 version, because that's, I, you know, I had it on the PlayStation growing up, but I didn't, uh, I just want to say I rented it. Yeah. Um, I own them on the N64 now, so I own this in the 2000 and 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original Blitz, it was still only two player. Mm-hmm. So it was like oh. a direct port onto the N64 where you didn't have that four player capabilities. That wasn't until 2000 or 2001. Yeah, there were uh, a bunch of uh, versions, like Dead I was saying, and uh, what you're bringing up now. Because there's Blitz, Blitz 99, Blitz 2000, Blitz Gold, Blitz 2001, uh, a Blitz Special Edition, 2002, 2003, Pro, The League, The League 2, and then a redone version of the Blitz where they tried to remake the game more recently. So there's a whole bunch of copies of Blitz games out there. And then there's even uh, uh, different systems, of course. So, like, there's even, we found out a Game Boy Advance version. I brought with me today a Game Boy Advance version in case we felt like, you know, really diving deep. Uh, Earlier today, I played Blitz 2000 on the Dreamcast to get myself uh, geared up for this. Uh, There, I think, was a Game Boy Color Blitz as well. A color version, too? I believe so. Man, that's, that's. That's bold. I mean, That's it was midway put any game they could on any system. <laughs> they they would port anything anywhere, re- remake versions. I mean, that that was definitely the midway way. I mean, the the, the demand was there. Yeah. This, so I mean, everyone the wanted game, these man. games on their home console. So, I mean, why not do it? So, 
Yeah. Now, uh, I actually looked into uh, like what the better teams were at the the time. I can tell you who the best team is. Is it the Denver Broncos? It's definitely the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yep. So Denver Broncos were the best team in the game uh, because they had they. I mean, they won the the championship that year anyway, like in real life. And uh, they their team had uh, John Elway, Terrell Davis, uh, Shannon Sharp, Rod Smith, Jason Elam, Steve Atwater, and Bill Romanowski. Oh. Now. Bill Romanowski, I, I sort of on a whim started looking up some of these players, some facts and stuff. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, John Elway's great and, you know, all, all this the stuff I'm finding out. But do you guys know a lot about Bill Romanowski? I actually kind of do know a bit about Bill Romanowski. He was a madman. He uh, used to spit in people's faces. He got he got suspended all the time. <laughs> Wrestling. Oh God! So it's great. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So I, I watched an interview that he did. Uh, like it's on YouTube. Bill Romanowski. He was once interviewed and uh, about a time when he fought with a teammate, and he told the story of the time he threw a microwave at his teammate. And so, like, it's ridiculous because, like, he, he, the story goes, and, and, like, you know, at first I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, may, maybe the teammate, like, you know, was trying to attack him and he grabbed whatever was nearby. I, you know, I'm not really sure. He and had so, his hot pocket, is what it came down to. Yeah. The, the guy, like, I, I, the way he told the story in the interview was a guy, like, was uh, microwaving something. And there was like, it was like two Hot Pockets or something. And Bill Romanowski's like, well, in this interview, he's, it's like, the guy's insane. He's like, you know uh, how uh, if you uh, microwave, you know, two at the same time, it takes longer. And the guy doing the interview's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, this microwave was really, really, really crappy. He's like, so, uh, you know, it, it just takes way longer even for a, than a normal microwave. And so, like, that's the unspoken rule. You don't microwave two things at once. You just don't do it. And, and the interviewer's like... Is this in the locker room in the 90s? That's the unspoken rule? <laughs> and so, apparently, Romanowski, like, uh, saw this guy, like, the guy was microwaving two things at the same time, so he took them out and left, like, put them on top of the microwave, microwaved his own thing, walked off. The guy got mad and put his stuff back in the microwave, and Bill Romanowski threw the microwave at him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Bill right there. I respect that. That's that's not taking crap from another person. <laughs> that's insane. If you're not following the unwritten microwave rules, which I didn't know about, it's a good thing my microwave's attached to the wall because maybe my wife would throw the microwave at me. But it, like, it's good to know that that's inappropriate in an NFL locker room. Uh, and also in this interview, uh, I just I, I thought I would I would mention the fact that he somehow in the middle of a story about how he was microwaving something and then threw a microwave at somebody, he found the time to be sexist. He somehow slipped some sexism in the middle of his interview <laughs> where he's just like, yeah, but you know women, right? And it's like, in the, it like it's just like, what? Like, I don't understand. How is this? Uh, like, uh, uh, it just blew my mind. I'm getting a Romanowski jersey. <laughs> I mean, he was a beast. Like, he was a great linebacker. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt he was great. I mean, he was also playing on the championship, you know, lineup for that year. Like, he made it into this game because he was one of the better players. But he was insane. Yeah. Like, you got to admit, he, this guy was just belligerently crazy. I like him. I, I I'm mm -hmm. trying to remember what was the worst team on that game. Probably the Lions. I want no, actually. So <laughs> it could have been the Bills. In well, the, the in the, I the, mean, the Lions lost Barry Sanders by that point, right? Well, no. So he was in the first yeah. version. Yeah. So in oh, the, was he? In NFL Blitz, uh, the, the rushing uh, grade that the Lions get is full. Heck yeah. But in Blitz 2000 and 2001, not so much. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> we lost Barry Sanders, uh, so yeah, it makes sense. But I want to say it was uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Redskins. I want to say Washington had the worst rating at the time. Oh, did they? Because okay. I, I want to say that we always used to just pick the worst teams and play that way. <laughs> yeah. Did I it mean, feel more fair? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up real oh, okay. quick. Uh, uh, NFL.com. That's not what I want. <laughs> uh, I know the Steelers were really good at that time too, because uh, oh, yeah, it is. Um, oh, who is on the cover of this game? It is Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart's on the cover of the game. Was he one of the Steelers? Yeah, so he was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they were a good team, and uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I want to say the Patriots still had a pretty good. Uh, I mean, haven't the Patriots always had a good team? Not really. Oh, really? Yeah. They had a drought. Oh, okay. Yeah, the 90s were not good to the Patriots. Oh, interesting. Uh, Now, as far as that goes, uh, I want to ask you guys uh, another question. Uh, What was your guys' sort of like... Real life football, like, because I I know you know most kids played football at some point or another, you know whether it was on the playground or with like neighborhood kids. Did you guys have like you know a, a lot of that going on? So so, I'm glad you asked me this. <laughs> so, not not uh-huh. that I'm some immense football fan, but yeah. my my two friends that I referenced earlier, the ones that uh, and I mean a different episode uh, that owned a Super Nintendo that I didn't own. Yeah. spent those were my they lived two houses down. They were my best friends growing up. Yeah, they were a football family. Oh. We played front yard football all the time. So. I was around football when I was out of my house. At my house, like no one really cared that much about yeah. pretty much anything outside of the Red Wings. And I so, gotcha. So this is the moment that all there was a moment in my life where a, playing a ton of blitz led up to one of the greatest moments of elementary school for me. Oh, in sixth grade, like the first or second day of sixth grade, um, some kids asked me, like Ethan, you. That's my real name. That's what people <laughs> called me back then. You want to play football with us? And I was like, man, these are kind of the cool kids. Want me to play football with them? Yes, I will. And then I ended up playing tackle football on the playground for like the entire school year. For a reason I don't know. One day it was like the last play before recess was over. We had the ball and we need to score a touchdown. Uh-huh. And my the people on my team were like, hey, we need a play. Like, what should we do? Uh huh. This is what I told them. Uh huh. I think it was either Blitz 99 or 2000. It, 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 it would have been 99, I think. There was a play editor where you could make your own plays. Okay. I had designed my own play in the game, and it worked all the time in the game. Uh huh. So I get my hand out and I draw the routes out and tell this guy he's going here, this guy's doing going there. The same play I used that I made in Blitz. That's amazing. It worked. We scored a touchdown <laughs> and we won the game. That's amazing. People just hype. Like the popular kids all hype that, that, you know, my plan is the one that won us the game on that recess. And I was like, video games, man. <laughs> video games. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I, I'm so glad that happened to you. I, I, I actually, uh, well, uh, Glitch, what about you? Did you have a lot of, like, you know, do you have any football memories as a, a, a kid? So we played on the playgrounds growing up in, mm-hmm. in elementary school. I played organized football in high school. Oh, okay. So I played for the high school team. Um, but other than that, I mean, that, I don't, you know, it was just all tackle football on the playground. It's, that's That was the extent. We didn't have anything, you know, nobody broke any arms or legs or anything like that. So. No blitz stories? No, there was no, uh, someone getting their head taken off, oh. like blitz style. I, 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 now when I was, uh, uh, 
a younger kid. Uh, that's sort of a, another story I'll tell in a second. But uh, when uh, I was on the playground, like you guys, the football field where, where everyone played football was actually in view of like where the teachers were because like our school like the playground kind of looped around the building a bit and then kept going uh so it was this sort of weird kind of like oblong shape and uh the football field the teachers could see it really easily and they very rarely went to the far end so all the kids who play football had to play touch they could not play tackle because t- the teacher wouldn't see them super easy but the soccer field weirdly enough uh didn't have teachers watching it very often. It was like around the building, so they couldn't see it. And so they we essentially made full contact soccer instead. And so it was basically soccer where you were allowed to grab people and like throw them around <laughs> and like trip them and stuff. And like and so that's what I did instead because I I wasn't you know I wasn't tactful enough. I wasn't fast enough. But I could throw my weight around and like you know just like you know brutalize all these other poor kids on the playground. Uh, so that's what I did. But when I was really little, we had a neighbor. His name was Dusty. And I feel like I might have brought him up on the show before he owned like a Sega Genesis when I was uh, really little. And his uh, parents like babysat for me and my sister because we were quite a bit younger and my mom worked. And he was so rotten. He would play contact football with us as these little kids. And he, keep in mind, he's like four or five years older than me. Man, and God. so like, I would have my friend over and he'd be like, hey, Craig, you and your buddy come on, we're playing football. And we'd be like, no, we're playing video games. He'd be like, no, no, you're not. And he'd like turn off the system and be like, you're coming outside with me right now or I'm going to beat you up. And we were like, all right, Dusty, just don't beat us up. And we were out there with all of his friends and we were basically like fodder. Like he would purposely get the ball to me like every time he could, knowing that like some giant kid was just going to smash me into the ground. And I think that's kind of around the time I just started thinking like, I'd so much rather be playing video games than doing this. That's that's pretty much my experience with football when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, a little bit of trauma. I I can see. I I wonder if that's rippled into your adulthood at all. Oh, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it really did wonders for my psyche. I uh, now I I aside from that though I uh, did you guys like uh, get a chance to play this in like the arcades much uh, or is it only the home console for you guys? I played the arcade a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I know they had a combo where it was Blitz and um, NBA and NBC. So you could play both those midway games mm-hmm. on the same arcade cabinet, which uh, that's something I've always wanted. Like that's something I have on my list of mm-hmm. dream collections of arcade cabinets because those are two great games. In fact, uh, in my second Morelli video gaming tournament, yeah, uh, we did Blitz for the final. That was the one where Jazzy won. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't there in that Games one. Um, and then the next year, I did NBA and NBC with Chops from the Legend of Retro podcast one. And I, his, was, his was a little bit, you know, he used the computer to help him win for the most part. <laughs> he just was keep passing it to the computer player and, and they, having him yeah. shoot. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, those that arcade cabinet that is a great one, and I've I've always wanted that combo arcade machines are always really fascinating to me, and I get that it's just like one panel of like a, a giant chip that slides in and out or whatever. Like it's really not a big deal, but that does always like every time I see like those like double arcade machines, I'm always like, oh my god, like how did they do this? I uh, the only the first time I remember playing the Blitz 
as an arcade game is they have it at a bar I like in the town I went to college. And, uh, you know, this is this, uh-huh. this was after we graduated. It was my buddy's bachelor party. And it was a small bachelor party. I think mm-hmm. we topped it at five dudes. Well, for one reason or another, by like 11 o'clock, it was me and the groom. Like, the best man in the groom. Like, everyone else had gone home. Uh-huh. I was like, no, man, we're still going out. Like, we're not letting this bachelor party die at 11 o'clock. And we ended up at this bar that I love. And here was this blitz machine. And my boy, who had had a lot more to drink than me, wanted to play Blitz. And I was like, all right, man. And I just remember because he was pretty drunk. And I wasn't just smoking and him being real disappointed. I was like, I'm not going to let you win because it's your bachelor party. <laughs> the best part is, is he was probably thinking in his head like, oh, man, he's going to totally let me win. Yeah, no. And you were just like dead for Broncos. Yep. No, no, I don't think I picked the Broncos. I can't remember. I, I would have let him at least pick the better team, knowing that. You know, he had a, a few adult beverages. and He had a bit of a handicap going. Yeah, he had a handicap because, children, that's how it works. If you <laughs> drink adult beverages and play video games, your friends will likely beat you if they haven't. <laughs> uh, so what are your guys' teams, the, either favorite teams from this era or or teams you you know particularly chose? Like you said, Glitch, you usually chose the poorer teams. Is that like, you know, what you guys always did? Like, what team did you pick? Yeah, so it would either be that, uh, obviously the Lions, everyone, you know, from Detroit, whether you hate them or love them, usually still, you know. They're always going to be in your heart. Yeah. Uh, And then the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos were great at the time. I was a fan of John Elway, so it was usually just one of those two, you know, one of those three selections. Mm -hmm. If, If I was just playing against the computer, it was pretty much always the Broncos. Like, why not just pick the best team? It's yeah. it's not like I was good enough at the game that I was always winning anyway. Like, I need I need the, all the help I could get. Uh, but if I was playing against friends, a lot of times it would be the Cowboys or Green Bay. Because, again, they were still good teams in the game, but they weren't, like, uber stats, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't powerhouses. I, uh, I feel like I would usually choose the Lions, and I realize that there's hardly the best team in NFL Blitz, especially, you know, not after we lost Barry Sanders. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. It's, I, I feel like I, I, I never knew as much about football, especially from that era, like the, mm-hmm. you know, like the early 2000s and stuff. Like, that's around the time it was sort of lost on me, and I, you know, fell out of it. Like, in the early 90s, I knew football a little better. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, by that point, it was just like, I don't know, the Lions, and everyone's like, <laughs> well, we still had, I mean, we still had Herman Moore, who was a, a fantastic receiver, mm-hmm. and uh, Norton, who was a great backup for the. For so we still had some decent players. Yep, but we had Charlie Batch, which was not a good quarterback. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, depressing. Well, doing research for this, I found out something that I had yeah. no idea because I never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that you can actually miss the field goal? It seems yeah. kind of hard to miss. So the it, field goal is automatic in this game. So uh, when you score a touchdown, you get the you get the option to run a place. So at, you know current people who know current football, the rules are different even now. Uh-huh. Before, when you score a touchdown, you start at the two yard line. Mm-hmm. Whether you were kicking a field goal or if you were going for two points, it was the two yard line. Yeah, that's different now. If you're kicking a field goal, it's at what like the 15, ten or fifteen yard line now. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, mm-hmm. on the screen where you select your play. There was a, a button in the top corner that said field goal, and it was just it's free. It this was free. free field goal, yeah. and it would just tell you you made the field goal. Well, apparently there was the possibility that the field goal would be missed. So really? it was just like a luck thing. So you, it was possible that you could just miss the field goal. Weird. Yeah, I had never experienced that, but that was something that was in the game. You could miss your field goal. 
I don't know that I ever, and, and you probably played it the most out of all of us, uh, Dead Eye. So you've seen the the field goal kick like not go through? I've heard about it, but no, it's never happened to me. Oh, yeah, weird. I've I, never had performance issues like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have something to gloat about, though. Oh, yeah? I'm actually undefeated in this game. Really? Undefeated? I've never lost. Man. And that's a challenge to anybody who ever wants to play me. Oh. I'm going to have to get training. Yeah, I think you got to train. Because that, that's a bold statement, like me just making claims on like WrestleMania 2000, like good luck, kids. You know I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe no. I faced a bunch of jabronis in my life. <laughs> yeah. No. Glitch. I'm you, not that good. I'm not that good where I could think like, oh, man, you have a lifelong undefeated streak. Like, I'm going to be the one to break that streak. But I played the game enough to go, you know, every dog has his day. You know? <laughs> Now, Glitch, are you proud enough to make the claim that you can beat Deadite blindfolded? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not at all. Bad man what kind of that? idiot would do something like that? Who would, be, who would be that handsome and stupid to say that? <laughs> well, stupid. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, another thing I found out in development: um, NFL had paid little attention to this game being made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you can look at this game and, and realize like something had to have been like a red flag at some point. Mm-hmm. But I guess the game had already been like 90% done. NFL finally got like a copy of it to demo. Uh And they're like, you can't sell this. (laughs) Like they even offered Midway uh, a refund on the license for for NFL. And like you can just, you know, sell this as a non-NFL product. And Midway's like, no, we have a contract. Like we're we're doing this. We already have all the players' names in. Like this game is done. Uh You can't back out of this. And that the game ended up getting released that way with NFL like completely disagreeing with the game at the way it was finished. Is that why we see less arcade style NFL games these days? Because I feel like that is sort of faded out. Well, arcade style sports games in general really sort of hit their peak in the late nineties and quickly trickled out by the early 2000s. The mm-hmm. Arcade Sports had a, a really short run, and a mm-hmm. lot of that had to do with Midway was the company producing these games, and they went out of business. Yeah, I mean, other than Midway, I can't really think of any arcade cabinets that were sports games. Can you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I mean, there, Midway? There, I, uh, mm-hmm. in, 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 you know, there was like Arch Rivals, you know, had a had one. Yeah, you that's know, true. In the 80s, yeah, I think Double there, Dribble as well, yeah. Yeah, the, in the 80s, there were some sports-based arcade cabinets, but again, the arcade business was already changing a lot by the mid nineties, mm-hmm. uh, and it really from that era it was it was Midway making these games. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess Midway. I mean, they dominated the market, and once Midway wasn't doing it, I mean, I guess there was it really wasn't you know anyone taking up the torch and continuing on, or yeah. or maybe the public interest had faded a bit. You know, well, I know that in two thousand five, uh, Midway lost the license. To the NFL, so they stopped producing the game, and then in 2011, is that when uh, NFL Street started getting made by EA? Uh, that's about that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. so in 2011, Midway was dissolved and EA acquired mm-hmm. Midway, and then that's when they started making those games, the blitz, those like blitz the league and stuff like that. Oh yeah. With then they didn't have the late hits per the NFL's requirement. Well, blitz the league. If we want to go down this rabbit hole, isn't an NFL licensed game. Oh, it's not. So let, let, let me let me take you down the rabbit hole of talking about the gem of a video game uh-huh. that is Blitz the League. Uh-huh. I don't know where it falls in my top favorite video games of all time. Uh-huh. It's at least in the top 50. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love Blitz the League. So 
not not to take us too far down this this path, but I have yeah. blitzed the league on the original Xbox. And, you know, at this point, they'd lost their NFL license and they're you know just going to produce a football game with all made up teams. OK, the Detroit Devils, the New York Nightmare. Oh, sure. Detroit or the Devils. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, teams like that. And this game is much less arcadey than the traditional Blitz games, but it's still not a full on simulator like a Madden game. But, you know, the actual schemes that you run, uh, the, the, the actual passing and running mechanics are more like a, a simulated game. Hmm. But at the same time, you know, you have meter that you can build up to turn like on a slow mo mode where you can juke around players or if you're on the defensive end of the ball you can pull the trigger and do a dirty hit and maybe break (laughs) someone's pelvis when you tackle them and then if you're if your qb gets a broken pelvis you can either pull them for the rest of the game or you can juice them and send them back in and they might get paralyzed for life um that is amazing and you know the story mode is like you're running this team you get hired as the general manager to run this team that's a bottom of the league Uh and you gotta like juice up your players by giving them like drugs (laughs) you know give them like steroids to like beef them up and that uh, is insane you gotta you you know build up to get make your team better and better and work through there's like three different levels of the league you have to try and get a, a good enough Radio, like win the, the sub league championship to get to the next league, next league up. Mm. And it's super fun. It's a really fun football game because, again, it's more lighthearted and ridiculous than a Madden game. Sure. But it is still a little more refined as a football game than what you got on the traditional Blitz games. So I've never played Blitz the League 2. I've always wanted to, but man, I really love Blitz the League. So I just looked it up. So yeah, 2005 is when Blitz the League came out. And it wasn't, like you said, an NFL game. That's when the license was lost. It was in 2012, that's after EA got the the rights to Blitz. Mm-hmm. It is NFL Blitz, but per NFL, no late hits. So that's the, it's called NFL Blitz. It came out in 2012. And that's the last one that they that's made, That's the last right? one they made, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy that they, like, they had to just be going off the name recognition. Like, oh, okay, this is going to get people who are jonesing for the original Blitz games yeah. I never even knew it. it came out, if I'm being honest. I mean, I didn't know until I looked at this list and saw there were that many ridiculous Blitz games. I distinctly remember a, a friend of mine wanted to buy Blitz the League. I don't I don't know what our motivation behind it. Like, he's like, yeah, I want to get it. I was hanging out with him. Uh-huh. And so we went up to, like, Target to buy it or whatever, and it was a rated mature game. And he didn't have his, like, driver's lights with him, despite him being older than me. I was like, don't worry. I'm old enough to buy this video game. My life I remember him just being like, man, you suck. I'm like, yeah. I'm old enough to buy this M-rated game because I had just turned 17. Nice. I One last thing I want to talk yeah. about. There was a commercial for this game. I don't know if you guys looked it up when you were doing your research. No. And I remember this. It was a commercial where they're in, like, an industrial building. And uh, there's a guy doing like a voiceover. All these f- and football players are sitting at a table mm-hmm. and they're eating like m- metal and like saw blades and chains. <laughs> and uh, it says uh, blitz players don't pump iron. They have it for breakfast. Nice. That's and it shows metal. like the back of Cordell Stewart like uh, jersey. I don't think it was actually him in the commercial, but it showed someone with the jersey walking into the building. Which, uh, you know, so you're like, oh, there's a bunch of football players. What are they doing? And they're just like eating like just pieces of metal and crap like that. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. 
Uh, I tell you what, uh, guys, let's go ahead and uh, delve into the uh, very deep subject uh, that is the music <laughs> for NFL Blitz. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, hear a word from our sponsor first. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so real quick, uh-huh. you know, welcome back from our sponsor. You guys may have noticed that was uh, Kim Kitro in the in the sponsor, who also did the voice for Midway. Oh in, uh, yeah, in, uh, in yeah. NFL Blitz. Oh man, that's great. Uh, I mean, yeah, I forgot all about that. Uh, so the music for the Blitz series uh, was composed by Dan Forden, uh, who also composed the music for Mortal Kombat One, Two, and Three. I, uh, we uh, um, we we couldn't we couldn't find any music for <laughs> this game. There's really there's not no really not much I, offered. I, I, I mean, I I found one track online, but the quality is so low that I can't justify playing it. I uh, and and even at the time when I wrote the notes for this, I specifically wrote in. I'm partial to whatever we can find. <laughs> uh, so I could not find anything. Uh, I, I actually, I think most of my research for this game went into looking into the music. I, I had the hard, I, in order to find out who composed the music for the menus and stuff, I had to look at a, people playing the game, beating the game, and watch through the credits to get the guy's name. And then I had to do the research on Dan from there. Uh, so, I mean, kudos to the guy, you know, Mortal Kombat's music's pretty good, you know, but like, I mean, there's like nothing online, nothing. It's just, it's just, it's just generic football music. You know, like it, it got the job done. You don't buy, you don't buy Blitz. Like, man, I'm really geared up to listen to this music. <laughs> where there's other games where the music makes the game. No, this game needs nothing to make it. You're not wrong, but I, I will say, like, when, when, uh, when I think of like, you know, what is it, like the, the Fox Sports music you know the theme the jingle to that yeah like i think like oh that's kind of cool like you know we'll we'll, we'll get some stuff like that in here and like i just couldn't find a dang thing so you won't find blitz on any of our music brackets (laughs) our next music bracket is going to be the best uh, (laughs) nfl NFL blitz uh song from nfl blitz 99 2000 2001 2002 2003 gold yeah the league the league two the remake of the blitz gba 2002 gba 2002 So, uh, so I tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, just jump right into our retro relapse. Oh, are we going to have any closing closing thoughts? Oh, on yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Yeah, what are what are your closing thoughts, Deadite? I, I guess my closing thoughts are the reason I think Blitz gra- we gravitated so much to Blitz is you know I'm not a hardcore football guy. It's it's a way that I can play football, and it's not overly complicated. It's fun. It's over the top. I love throwing in the different cheat codes, mm-hmm. you know, because just like Jam, you know, you had three button combination to put in different cheat codes for Big Heads or Ultimate Turbo or uh-huh. uh, Ball Always Fumbles on Every Tackle was another one that was really crazy. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It was just fun. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was from a time where I think video games were more worried about being fun than they were worried about 
being accurate, I guess. Yeah. Or offensive. Or like offensive, just, yeah. yeah. It was in your face. And uh, that's this this game is still fun to this day because, again, I literally played it this morning before I came over here to record. So mm-hmm. uh, if you've never played NFL Blitz, even if you're not a fan of football, you'll be able to figure it out. Like, you don't need to know oh, yeah. anything about football to be able to sit down, pick one of the couple dozen plays, throw it, throw the bomb, just pick the bomb, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's the play. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. Like this is this is like a party game for me. You get mm-hmm. a bunch of friends together, you all sit down, you just play one by one, and it's just like one of those like you're watching the game and oh he's about to make this catch and he just gets tackled midway through the catch and you're oh and you know everyone's cheering. It's it's it. That's what makes this game so much fun is the environment with your friends just getting excited about nonsense, just game this ridiculous fun game. Yeah, I, I was at an arcade uh, maybe a couple months ago now. Uh, it's a, a barcade that's in downtown Detroit. And uh, we went there, and I, I distinctly remember I had like turned a corner at one point, and there's a blitz machine in the like far end of this uh, barcade. And everybody was crowded around the blitz machine and just yelling at each other, smack-talking each other. And it, it's just great. It's great that that's what this game can still do to this day is, you know, bring out all that fun and just get you that excited. And, you know, it's it's you're, you're right. Dad. This is absolutely one of the best sports games of all time, arguably the best football game of all time. It's w- totally worth playing, even if you're not big into sports, because I'm a giant geek. I, I'm not that into sports, but I really like this game. Uh, now, I uh, since we've, you know, set our, our piece on NFL Blitz, Let's go ahead and jump into the Retro Relapse that Deadite chose for us. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So I think it's fitting. I did give uh, Tim Keetro a shout out after the plug earlier. Uh-huh. Definitely have to give Deadite a shout out for the intro for our retro relapse. Oh, thanks. As well. He is the voice of our retro relapse <laughs> in case anyone hadn't figured it out. That is true. Back from when I was heavily involved with the origin of the the Legend of Retro podcast. The Dark Ages is what we like to call <laughs> the it. The real Dark Ages. <laughs> I cannot forget about the Doom episode. I planned a Doom episode out to talk about Doom clones. And I don't even know if this is still on the RSS feed, if people can go back and listen to it, like, from a long... But before, uh-huh. this was pre-what season one was. And then I get into this episode to find out no one else had played, like, any Doom clones. <laughs> so I was like, guys, we all agreed on this. It was like my... It might have been myself, Grimlock, and Chops on the episode. I don't really recall. Uh-huh. But they were like, yeah, you know, we didn't really play most of these. I'm like, why <laughs> did you let me pick this and prep this? So a little bit of Legend <laughs> Retro history for those people that are interested. Um, the show originated inside of the Bit by 8-Bit uh, episodes. Yeah, which the Bit by 8-Bit podcast became the GameZilla podcast. Yeah, so it used to be Bit by 8-Bit back in the day, and it was a segment inside of the show. And then eventually you guys made it into a separate show. Because it was the shows were getting so long, the retro relapse, it was like, oh man, this is like a whole other show in itself. So then we split it off into being Legend of Retro and Bit by 8-Bit at the time. Uh-huh. And then it eventually came to the point where we realized that it was a big undertaking for us to do both, and that's when it was like Chops, who was on the Bit by 8-Bit podcast at the time, was like, hey, Xander and I are going to just focus on doing the retro show because it, especially with Xander really in his wheelhouse, knows a lot about it, and it was able to take uh, a little more care. You guys all have a little more care around the retro games than uh, at the time you know, Grim and I were able to, to give to <laughs> yeah. the show. 
show. So that's how the show's kind of split off, but that's why that Retro Relapse uh, has my voice on it because I made the uh, the original intro for it back when it was part of that show. And we love it. Yeah, it's it's still on the uh, show because we do like it so much. Uh, now, uh, today, uh, Dada, you chose uh, a game I had never heard of. That's one of the reasons I picked it because, again, we've talked about that I can always bring really bad games, but I at least want to prove my worth and bring a, cu- <laughs> a, a couple... Uh, low-key great games from my collection. You're better than the glitch. <laughs> you know, well, the thing is, is the the glitch is a, a permanent fixture. I cannot be invited back. There's a possibility <laughs> I could ruin this for myself. I came uh, with bribery of pizza rolls today, and I brought good video games today, hoping to to not be banned. Uh, and and thus far, you are not going to be banned. Uh, you're you're absolutely invited back so long as you also bring pizza rolls. I, I, yeah, I guess if I guess if that's what it's going to take, I can make it happen. I get them on sale. Wait, you what? The the, the day old ones? Is yeah, that what this yeah, was? They're, they're half off. They're fine. So so amazing penguin. The amazing penguin, otherwise known in Japan as. Osawagase, Penguin Boy. <laughs> so, I, I I didn't know what I was getting into with Amazing Penguin. I turned it on, and I uh, it's like an arcade style game. No, no, it's it's a Game Boy game. Well, yeah, it is it's, on Game Boy. It's important it is, to know. Yep, it is. It is on Game Boy, uh, and you play as this little penguin guy who runs along this little track, and like you can. Kick like what? What are they like? Uh, uh, like balloons or, or balls or uh, something? Yeah, I figured they were like rocks or something. Yeah. yeah, you 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 kick those towards enemies and it knocks them off screen. And then uh, I had been play- like I had been killing enemies for like five ten minutes straight on this first level, and I was just like, when does it end? Is this just the only level you see? And then when the glitch was playing, he was like, oh, this is what you do, and you kick the like with the white balls into like the uh, panels. So it's almost like you stomp on this like this this panel. And it makes it so that this area shades in, and you have to shade in all the areas on the screen. Yeah, and until all the the little like notches are are stomped on all the four sides of that square, it it won't shade in until you you get rid of all of them on that's the good, edges. That's a good description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game is made by uh, Natsume. Uh, they're the one who uh, uh, published it and developed it. They eventually go on to like you know do like Harvest Moon and stuff, you know. So like it's a, a pretty solid company is behind it, uh, you know. And and it's it like the controls are pretty tight. Uh, you know the the music is pretty solid. Even in fact, uh, uh, do you guys want to li- listen to a real quick tune because we couldn't find anything from NFL Blitz? Nothing would make me happier than listening to the first level song. Yeah. From Amazing Penguin. So I have the first level song here. Uh, the game was composed by two composers, uh, Iku Mizutani and Koichi Yaman, uh, Yamanishi. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to the uh, uh, level one music. Super charming. Absolutely. It's kind of ragtimey a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah, it reminds me of like the uh, 80s arcade music that, like, you know, because a, a fair amount of 80s arcade music had that kind of ragtimey kind of feel to it, I, I think, you yeah. know? Uh, and so, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, the first thing I noticed was like, wow, this music's great. In fact, 
uh, in the second level, because I once I figured out how you finish the levels, uh-huh. I kind of just sat there and was just kind of avoiding characters so I could listen to the music <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah, the the music is uh, uh, definitely a treat in uh, Amazing Penguin. Uh, now, I uh, uh, what would you guys give the the game on the eight bit scale? Uh, Glitch, what do you think? Uh, so I think I would give this a six. Uh, there was a little bit of repetitiveness. I don't know if further in the game you do different things, but once I got to level six, it was like, okay, it's just kind of the same thing. The music was good. Yeah, honestly, I I, I think if I, I had a little bit more time to play around with the game, I, I might give it a little higher. I think off the bat, I'm going to give it probably like a six and a half because I did really enjoy the music and it was pretty fun. The controls are pretty tight. Uh, as far as like little uh, uh, arcade style uh, Game Boy games go, like, you know, something that you just sort of want to play on, I don't know, a bus ride or something or, or you know, waiting at the laundromat, whatever the case may be. This is a, definitely a solid sh- uh, uh, choice. What uh, what about you, uh, Deadite? I, I think for all the reasons that you just stated, you know, it, it there were things, the, the way the Game Boy was designed is it was supposed to be something that you could quick pick up and play. And mm-hmm. I think this game does encapsulate that really well. It wasn't until later in the Game Boy life we were getting large RPGs like Pokemon that were very successful on the platform. But I, I you know, in a different episode, we played Donkey Kong for the Game Boy. It was the same idea. You have short levels that you could you know, pick up and play and, and enjoy. And I think this game does that really well. And it's unique. I don't know if this was ever released on any other systems in any other way. It was just sort of a little gem from my childhood that uh, I had a lot of fun with when I was a kid. And uh, I'm comfortable giving it a six as well, just for being a uh, a fun little Game Boy game. So how did you come across this game? I, I don't entirely remember. When I was a kid, uh, I got a lot of Game Boy games from like aunts and uncles that would buy them like used at Funko Land. Oh. And then the same, I almost think like maybe it was the same way that I got Nagano Olympics, like maybe that same <laughs> aunt or maybe my, my, my mom just bought it because it was uh, at a resale store or something. I, I don't really recall. I don't think I ever had the box or the manual. I guess we'll find out if I'm a liar when we're digging through my manuals later, uh, <laughs> if that's something we were to do for any sort of special reason. Uh, but... Uh, I don't entirely recall. It, it definitely was one of the first Game Boy games I got. I got my Game Boy when I was like five or something. So it's hard oh. to remember some some of those things, uh, yeah. where things came from. But this one, as long as I've had Game Boy, I've had Amazing Penguin. That's awesome. Yeah, this is definitely a, a neat little uh, gem. Uh, it, I, I honestly, I think, you know, that uh, the next time I'm at like a, a used video game store, I, I think I might take a look around for Also, we'll go say Penguin Boy. <laughs> It's just definitely a nice little gem. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, guys, let's go ahead and jump into our music brackets. Uh, because, you know, we've said it before. We're, you know, we're always seeing great, great songs going up against each other. But now we're really down to some of the best of the best opening themes of all time. Yeah, this is the final four. This is awesome. These, the, I, I'm super curious to see how this all uh, shakes out. So first up, we have the Game Boy Classic. Another Game Boy game, uh, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, which was composed by uh, Junichi uh, Masuda. Uh, Let's go ahead and give the opening to Red and Blue a listen.
just be about the best Game Boy song ever made. Like, it might just be the best Game Boy song. It's great. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's going up against probably one of the best Super Nintendo songs. We have the opening to Chrono Trigger, uh, which was, uh, of course, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, who actually has another horse in the race in the uh, uh, our competitions here with the opening to Chrono Cross. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, give the opening to Chrono Trigger a uh, uh, listen here. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be interesting at this point, uh, seeing you know where everyone's votes fall uh, as we're nearing the end here. So you know this will be pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, when it comes to voting on uh, our you know opening music bracket, make sure you're uh, joining us on our Facebook page. On top of that, make sure to join us on uh, Twitter as well as our Discord, where you can vote there too, uh, and also chat with us, of course. Uh, and then we also have a bonus vote for all our Patreon members. So if you're even just giving one dollar a, uh, a month then you'll get a bonus vote uh, for our uh, brackets as well as uh, early access to some of our retro relapse videos. Uh, you'll also, uh, for $5, get access to the Game Shark Show where we have uh, uh, you know a bonus monthly episode we bring you. And uh, on top of that, uh, there's also uh, some stuff that Deadite has going on for the GameZilla Media crew. What uh, do you uh, uh, take care of in that regard? Yeah, I'm on the GameZilla podcast where if you love this show and you love retro gaming, but maybe you also are into current gaming here on the games uh, on the games of the podcast we cover 
current gaming news. And so every week on Patreon, we put up a little pre-show where, you know, maybe Grim and I are talking about a new game that we're playing or we're covering a different news topic that didn't make it into the regular show. Just some some bonus Gamezilla time. Also, got to plug my own personal Dungeon of Doom. It's the monthly show where I do uh, recap a, a month in WWE wrestling to get you ready for the next pay-per-view. We also have voting. You can vote on our Patreon poll subject on the Gamezilla podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, other cool stuff. Now, uh, you guys have been putting out videos on YouTube as well, right? Yep. Yeah. We uh, our, our good friend player one Miggy has been taking segments of the Games of the Podcast and putting it up on YouTube. Yeah, so you have uh, a lot of different ways that you can uh, listen to the uh, Gamezilla show. Uh, those The podcast comes out on Tuesdays in the morning, right? Yep. Uh, and then you record live on Monday nights around 7 p.m. Eastern time? It's usually between 6 and 7. We go six live. 6 yep. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're looking for video game news, make sure to listen to Deadite and our buddy Grimlock as uh, they go ahead and uh, cover you know uh, video game news and stuff. Uh, but it's not, aside from that, I think it's about time we uh, wrap up, right, guys? Yep, let's do it. Yeah, well, we'll uh, see everybody next time when the legend continues. continues.